Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in uh, Psalm uh, 42. Uh, we're going to start Book 2, Psalm 42 through 72. And our first reading will in Book 2 will be Psalm 42. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Then we'll go to your New Testament reading, which will be 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 40. So let's go ahead and begin. Book 2, Psalm 42. 72. Psalm 42. For the director of music, a mascal of the sons of Korah. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When God, can I go and meet with God? My tears have been with my food, day and night, while men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why, do you dis why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you for the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of the waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. My Savior and my God. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Okay, so now we're in 1 Corinthians. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 40, marriage. Let's go ahead and, and read the scripture. Now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry, but since there is so much immortality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him but alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent, and for a time, so that you may devout yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all men were as I am. But each man has his own gift for, from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to them married and the widows. I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I am. 
But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this command, not I but the Lord. I must, I, a wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she will, must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest I say this, I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and he, she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through his believing husband, through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. A believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace, not to do how do you know, wife, whether you you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Nevertheless, each one should retain the place in life that the Lord assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's command is what counts. Each one should remain in the, in the situation which he was in when God called him. Were you a slave when you, you were called? Don't let it trouble you, although if you get, can gain your freedom, do so. For he, has, for he who was a slave when he was called by the Lord is the Lord's freedman. Similarly, he who is a freedman when he has, was called in, is Christ's slave. You were brought, bought as a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brothers, each man as responsible to God should remain in the situation God called him to. Now about virgins. I have no no command for from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who gives the Lord's mercy and is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for you to remain as you are. Are you married? Do not seek a divorce. Are you unmarried? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry... You have not sinned, and if a um, virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I will want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they, have, they had none. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who, those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them, for this world is in its present form is passing away. 
I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs. How can he, how he can please the Lord? But a married man is concerned about the affairs of the world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried man, an unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in the right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks he is acting improperly toward the virgin, he is to engage to, he is engaged to, and if she is getting old, getting along in years and he feels he ought to marry, he should do as he wants. He is not sinning. They should be get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is under no compulsion but his own control over his own will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then, he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does even better. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is. And I think that I too have the Spirit of God. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything, Lord God. I just ask, Lord, that your will be done. I ask that you watch over us and keep us safe, Lord. I ask this in your precious name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.